everyone. I'm your host, Sam Evans, and welcome to Lifestyle Redesigned, the podcast. Every week, I interview both entrepreneurs and travelers about their success stories and how they made their dream lives into reality. Whether you're someone who has always wanted to travel but doesn't know where to start, an aspiring entrepreneur looking to build a thriving business, or anyone in between, our guests will share their experiences and insights on how they've succeeded at living what I like to call the unconventional life. So get ready to be inspired as we explore the stories of those who have successfully redesigned their lives. In today's episode, I'd like to introduce Sahara Rose Devor, a wellness travel coach and the CEO and founder of the Travel Coach Network, a place that adds meaning and purpose to travel experiences by recognizing that there is far more to providing a transformative experience than just the cold, hard facts of an itinerary. Sahara always wanted to connect travelers with travel experts who could best relate to their needs and travel goals while reshaping how travel was valued and viewed to better our lives and well-being. And she's done just that. After traveling to 84 countries solo, all with her own money and building a business while doing so, you could say she's definitely an expert in the field. Throughout this episode, we will be talking about what travel coaching is, the value travel can bring to your life, overcoming limiting beliefs, especially when it comes to solo travel, what it takes to design your dream lifestyle, and why the journey is far more important than the destination. So with all that said, thank you so much for being on and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So before we get into everything, I'd love for my listeners to kind of get to know you and learn about more about your story. Yeah. So I was never someone who... I didn't travel very much when I was younger. I didn't come from a family that traveled much. No one in my, no one in my family traveled for business. No one took you know, luxury vacations. Our extent of traveling when I was younger was to pack into the family van and drive from northern US uh, in Wisconsin all the way down to southern Texas, mm. as well as to cross the border to go to Mexico, which is where my grandmother's family was from. And I was so young, I remember bits and pieces of that. And then I think when I was 15, uh, my mom and my friend and my mom's husband at the time, we took a... That was our my first time going outside of the country. And we went to Dominican Republic and it was at an all all-inclusive resort. But those were my extents of traveling. And I, but I was also someone who didn't really know what my path in life was going to be. I wasn't like my friends in high school and university who knew what they wanted to study and that they wanted to become doctors or lawyers or dentists or anything. I was kind of hopping all over the board the first couple of years of, of school. And then I was changing universities and moving back across country. And I saw a tourism and hospitality program at one of the universities. And I said, Hey, who doesn't love to travel? Right. Um, that sounds interesting. I'll enroll. And it was a two-year program. So, and it was in that program that I was really inspired by the foreign exchange students that I had met and heard about all the countries they had visited and how easy it was to travel to these different destinations. And I was in awe. And even though I was in class sitting there as a broke college student, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But I you know, had it in me. And I said, once I graduate in two years, I am going to do what I heard of, which is backpacking Europe. I right. had no idea. I just heard about people staying in these things called hostels. And 
sure enough, I graduated and I had enough money saved because I ended up changing my money mindset at that time. And I took on five jobs while I was finishing school. And I really just hustled my butt off to save money versus spend it. And I graduated and I had a good chunk of money in the bank account. And I, you know, my journey started there. I booked a one-way ticket to Ireland and packed a backpack. And I thought I was going to go for just a month and a half. And I said, you know, when I get back, I'll quote unquote, figure out my life and find right. a job to work for. And as we all do, out, right? Yeah. <laughs> all the things that like, we feel like we have to do, or, you know, I'm an only child to a single mom. So I felt like I, whatever I did was always to try to make her happy. And her idea was always for me to get a big title and a big company and mm-hmm. make a lot of money that way. And I just knew in my heart that wasn't for me. So I didn't know that travel was going to be so transformative in my life and such a big contributor to who I am and what my life is now. But fast forward and here we are. Yeah. So now how did you get the Travel Coach Network started? I mean, honestly, before we had met, I didn't even really know what a travel coach was. So yeah, how did you get into that? What is a travel coach and kind of what inspired you to get to that point? Yeah. So even though I had this degree in hospitality and tourism management and all that I learned in that program, and then I was traveling and I traveled during a really prime time in the industry. I had a really unique perspective during the decade of traveling from when I began. I, there was, I had a flip phone that didn't turn on for service and a paper map um, to navigate with. And fast forward, there's all these apps and platforms and technology. There was a rise of social media, travel influencers, the concept of digital nomadism. I So I had this unique perspective and I was really learning a lot about the industry and what people were looking for. But I really struggled for a long time to figure out what do I want to do as a career? I never had interest in planning and booking trips. Being a travel agent, the whole system of that wasn't... It's not my thing. I don't enjoy writing very much. So I didn't mm-hmm. want to be a travel writer or I didn't want to be a blogger. I also really wanted to enjoy my travels versus trying to, you know, be at a computer all the time uh, at those earlier years. And I don't want to be a flight attendant. I didn't want to work at hotels. So all the jobs that the industry said was possible if you have an interest in travel didn't suit what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't know what I wanted to do, I knew what I didn't want to do. So I said, when I'm 30, I'll figure it out. And I was, you know, and then 30 came about. And so I it was the first time that I got a laptop and I was traveling with a laptop. And I was in the north of Spain and I sat down and I opened up my laptop and I Googled like how to start an online business because yeah. I, I figured I'm going to have to start something because I haven't found what I really want. And that's when I came across the coaching industry. I didn't realize how big it was with life coaches and business coaches. And Facebook caught on to me and was pushing all these different types of coaches at me. And something inside me clicked. And I said, that's what I want to do. I'm going to be a travel coach. I've, I love the empowerment and the inspirational side of helping people when it comes to travel. And so I, I was building my own travel coaching business at the time. And I wanted to focus more in the various wellness benefits of travel. And I wanted to work with companies to value travel for their employees. And when I started posting about my business online, I had others asking me, Hey, what is a travel coach? Or I might mm-hmm. be interested in that. Or, you know, where did you learn about this? And even though there wasn't a place that I learned about it, there wasn't a platform out there. Something again clicked inside of me. And instead of me saying, you know what, it's not really a thing, you know, I Googled it and it, 
nothing really came up with travel coach buses. You know, I, my typical personality is I ran with it. And in that day, I started the travel coach network. So I've been building ever since. And this was 2018, 2019. It's been building my wellness travel coaching business alongside the travel coach network. Mm-hmm. And now that travel coaching has grown tremendously, there's different definitions out there now. And some people, for example, are travel agents who coach other travel agents. So they'll call themselves a travel coach. But that's not what it means within the travel coach network. In the travel coach network, a travel coaching is just a travel expert who is helping people set intentions for a trip and really helping people use travel as a tool for whether it's personal goals, their well-being, their professional goals, helping with limiting beliefs. Every travel coach focuses on something so differently. Mm-hmm. So it's actually the travel expert helping people, clients use travel in various ways and therefore have the experiences that really can transform their lives. Okay. Okay. That's so interesting. And I like what you said about how you didn't really like any of the options that they gave you in terms like society gives you in terms of like, when you Google, how do I travel for free? Or like, what jobs can I get that involve travel? You know, flight attendant is going to come up, you know, travel agent is going to come up. And I'm the same way of like, I don't really want to do any of that, you know? And so that's where I feel like we're similar in the sense of, and a lot of people can relate to like, just create it yourself, you know, just incorporate travel into whatever you like, into whatever you're doing, as opposed to the opposite of just like doing something just because somebody else told you that that's how you can travel. I think there's so many other ways, A, that are out there that you could find besides those options, but also like um, millions of billions of ways that we could create as to like how we can travel, you know, even if it's just as simple as like volunteering or like something like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be a business, but I like that you said that because I think a lot of people can relate on the fact that like they don't want to do what everybody tells you to do when it comes to this is how you travel. This is how you travel for free and all of that stuff. So I really like that. And I think that it's interesting, the travel coach network and just that industry in general of how like there is so much value behind travel, but not a lot of people talk about it, you know? So yeah. I really yeah, like that. it's something that we all turn to. You travel, like exactly. if you think about the reasons and the times that we travel, there's always an underlying motivation to why we book a trip. Whether right. it's simply to reconnect with their loved one. Like for example, I'm here in New Orleans right now for a few days because my fiance is in town for, came here for a conference. And to us, travel means having experiences and memories together, getting to know and understand one another other on a deeper level. So, you know, even though a business is an in- is a reason why we came, the underlying intention is to build relationships, to build that connection. So, travel just really is something we've all turned to whether it's to heal, to to learn, personal growth, self-discovery. That's why, you know, solo travel is really big, female solo travel is really big. It's a journey of self-exploration, self-discovery and and figuring out your life and that has big purpose to why we travel. For sure. For sure. I love that. And even as simple as like, and I think the most popular reason you go through a breakup and you're like, all right, I need to get out of here. I need to go and travel the world, you know? And, and that exact like example shows how travel can change people and can show like, like you were saying with solo travel, you find out so much about yourself. And I say this in almost every episode, but I know it's cliche of like, oh, you find yourself when you travel, but like, 
there's no other simple and like straightforward way to put it besides that, you know, like, I feel like you're truly learning as much about yourself as you would ever when you are traveling, especially solo. And especially as a female, like there's so much nonsense around, like you can't go or like, it's too scary. It's too unsafe. When you do it, it's like so empowering. Yeah. Travel teaches. I always say travel is my greatest professor. It really, it shows you your strengths, your weaknesses. You learn to listen to your gut instinct and trust your gut. You learn, you know, how to communicate. You learn problem solving. You see incredible places and you feel fulfilled. You feel like purpose, find purpose in life. You are the places that you visit and the conversations you have with people gain, you gain new perspectives. It really shapes you into who you are. Uh, it can give you clarity on what kind of life you want to have, who you want to be as a human being. And even simple things, there's places where I've seen those who sort recycling in India. And now I take that back home with me. And every time I see someone throw something, a piece of plastic in the trash, I'm like, no, you don't don't understand. Like this is beyond just us throwing this piece of plastic here. There's human beings on the other end. You have to sort it and clean it and repurpose it. So it's like all these little small things. And I think that's why travel has made such an impact on people's lives. Like we hear so many stories of someone being, well, like you said, I had a breakup. I went on this trip, but then they end up spending like their whole life, like in a new country or, you know, continuing traveling because you don't really realize until you have that moment traveling that you're like, wow, this is really, really impactful. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So now my next question for you is how can individuals build confidence and self-resilience when traveling solo? And how does somebody approach the opportunity for like growth and empowerment? Like how does somebody go about all of that? Yeah. Like I was mentioning, especially if you are a solo female traveler, you have yourself to rely on. You have yourself to protect. It's really easy when we are in our comfort zone in our home to have a partner or parent or friend to have for protection, for safety, you know, someone else might be making decisions, but when you're traveling, especially traveling alone, you are the one in charge of yourself. Your senses are heightened. You are, you have to make better decisions for not only your safety, but it's a constant growth that you have. And you're learning new skills, you're learning things, you're challenging yourself, you're getting out of your comfort zone and putting yourself into situations where you realize I am okay. Like I I did this, I figured this out. I can, I don't need someone else to depend on to make a decision for me or to help me get to a certain place. Like you learn to become resilient traveling and you learn to be resourceful traveling Mm -hmm. and you learn to put your trust into others. And that, like, I'm a very introverted person. I'm a very independent person. I figure things out. But there's times traveling where I really needed to ask someone for help, directions to point me in which way I'm going or, you know, to walk with me if I didn't feel safe in a certain place. So it really grows you, shapes you into the person that you maybe didn't realize that you are and, and what you're capable of. And I think that's why a lot of people who will go through a loss or trauma or bad breakup or divorce turn to travel because 
it's teaching you who you really are and who you can be, you know, and hopefully fulfilling you and, and making you happier in that process. So travel really just is a powerful tool to help build that that self-confidence and it can really transform you in so many different ways. Yeah. I think as going along with what you were saying, how I always say that every time I travel, I feel like I unlock a new personality. You know, I'm like unlocking or finding a new side of myself that again, if I never left my comfort zone, left my hometown, whatever it might be, I would have never found, you know, like even I had an experience that I had was when I moved to Colorado and I'm not from like a ski town, a mountain town. I'm not near the mountains at all. I'm more of more so near the water, near the beach. And so when I moved there, everybody there was like, listen, like the exact stereotype that you would think listening to country music, everyone has their windows down. They're going up to the mountains, they're skiing, they're watching the sunset. They're just doing like stuff that you would picture would happen in Colorado. And I like, felt a new Sam in that moment. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, like this is so enjoyable. This is so fun. An experience that I would have never thought about or would have never tried to do unless I had gone somewhere. And it was like almost brought to me. And another thing that I like that you said is like the opportunity opportunities to grow almost come to you, you know, or you have to find that in other people, but it's not as hard as you think. Like it's almost natural when it, when you're traveling. Yeah. You have to be open-minded when traveling. There was an article that I contributed to that was the whole topic was like, you know, how traveling, how not to miss out on personal growth opportunities. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes like when we're traveling, it's really easy to, you know, close your mind off to other ways of living or or perspectives or or belief systems or to get you know angry if like your journey or your path gets disrupted in some way but if you really just trust in the process and and trust in the journey and understand that everything that happens in your journey is happening for a reason at that time and you may not realize that in the moment um you might right. feel frustration or be upset or whatever but later down the road, I, it's happened to me so many times and I'm like, oh, well, I'm so glad that that happened and, or it led me to a different place or it led me to spend more time in another place or I got to meet these people because I was there because I wasn't able to go or whatever. But you have to be open-minded. I think that if you're going to travel, you should be open-minded yeah. anyways, right? Like the reason we travel is to get out of where what we're familiar with and go to an unfamiliar place and be around other types of people with different cultures and the environment is different, the land is different. So why we go somewhere to feel something different? So you kind of have to be open-minded about it right. and and really just exercise that understanding and acceptance of what else is out there in the world. Yeah. And I think that also goes along with like intentional traveling, you know, of like, no, you don't have to say, okay, I'm going to Guatemala for this specific reason, or I'm going to Europe for this specific reason. But when you do get there, that's when the intention should like come up of like, okay, I don't want to go get a coffee at Starbucks. I want to go to like the local coffee shop and maybe become a regular there or start talking to the barista or whatever it is. Like those are little things that you can add to your travels that just like makes your experience so much better. And like you said, 
if you're not open-minded when you're traveling, you will have a totally different perspective of that place than if you were. Yeah. Traveling, our experiences traveling can really teach us a lot and it can really lead us to some incredible things if we are open-minded enough and allow it to. So have those conversations with the strangers, have wander off the beaten path and, and, you know, get yourself out of your comfort zone, stay in a hostel versus a private room, you know, doing all these different things. You just never know what your life could turn into or who you would meet or what would inspire you because all of it is possible when you travel. It's just, if you allow that to happen, that's really one of the reasons why I fell in love with traveling so much was because it was always something so different. And I was always learning something different, whether it was about myself, about humanity, about a, a place. And I was just, you know, seeing the diversity in our world from our nature to our cultures, to our people. And, you know, that's the fun and joy and why traveling is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's something, it's also, you know, how people say like, love is not really something that you can describe. You have to feel it. I think I relate. I know I relate that to traveling as well. It's like, I could tell you how amazing this like tiny little city in France was. But if you're not going there yourself and seeing it and experiencing it, it's totally different. Like I can't, I can only explain to you so much how I was feeling without you being there and experiencing it yourself, which is just another reason why traveling is so important and so valuable. But I think that something that a lot of people struggle with is like the barriers that come along with traveling in terms of financially, social pressure, like we were talking about of getting a corporate job. Like you shouldn't really take a year off after you graduate to go and travel. You should go right into the corporate world, like start your career, you know, all of those pressures, fears of change, like everything, all of those barriers that myself included have had to overcome. What would you say are some different ways to stay motivated and focused in terms of traveling specifically and kind of having to overcome all of the like societal pressures and fears that most of us feel? Yeah. I mean, I had those feelings as well at one point, you know, growing up, I thought traveling was so expensive or that, you know, I came from a very middle-class family as an only child to a single mom and we didn't have very much money. We barely have food sometimes. So it's like, I didn't, I associated travel with what I heard, which was that it's expensive and it's a luxury and that it costs a lot and takes a big bite out of your budget. But I'm a big, big believer. And if you want something to happen in your life, you have to make it happen for yourself. You cannot wait for someone else. So I never, and it's part of my personality, I've never waited for anyone to give me approval for anything. Look at the Mm -hmm. business I have today. If I listen to whether someone said yes, that's a great idea or not. I mean, that's some of the you know best things people have created is because it comes from their heart and they you have to continue on with passion to make it happen. And it's the same thing I did when I was at broke college student sitting in my classroom. I knew that I had no money in my bank right. account, but for my rent, but I didn't want my life to look like that forever. So I had to start somewhere and make a change. So it was the small changes can really make a difference, whether it's a health journey, whether it's your financial journey, but you have to be the one to set those intentions and set those goals and and have some sort of plan of what to change throughout the time. So for anyone is ever wondering, like when I just say change my money mindset, I was still in class full time at the time and 
I looked at my schedule and said, well, where in here can I, do I have time that I can work? And I would find jobs that I was really interested in. I would do anything from like babysitting and nannying to walking dogs to working in a restaurant. I sign up for staffing companies who would put me at different trade shows and conferences and catering and weddings. So I got to have all these really cool experiences working. But my goal was I was filling my time doing stuff that I liked, but making money. Mm -hmm. And I was saving that. And I would take a look at my bills to see, well, what can I lessen? What can I get rid of? I would use coupons with my groceries. You know, I just... I paid for what I had to pay for and I just filled my time and my focus was I didn't yeah I didn't have that much of a social life I had friends at my jobs I worked at but my goal was to save money and when I graduated I had more than I thought I would save and I had traveled off of that I never traveled and worked I had never ran out of money which is a misconception people have is like you travel and then you run out of money and you come home I would come home make more money but I would always make sure there was a certain cushion in my bank account. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I ended up designing the life that I wanted because I worked so hard for it. And I used my travel as kind of like my gift to myself for working so hard and helping my mom financially out. So I knew what I didn't want in my life. I didn't know exactly how I was going to get all the time what I wanted. Mm -hmm. But that's a journey. And that's the journey to be appreciated and enjoyed. Yeah, that's also the hardest part is something that you've mastered is deciding what you don't want. You know what I mean? I think everybody has like this idea of, okay, well, I know that I want to be a teacher. I know that I want to be, you know, an engineer or this or that, you know, everybody kind of has these like dreams and goals. But then when you get to that spot and you don't like it, that's when like the like, freak out comes in, you know, of like, oh my God, I thought I was going to like really enjoy this or whatever. So I think trying different things out, like you were saying, doing everything under the sun, if you enjoy it, like do it, try it. If you think you're going to enjoy it, do it, try it and see if you actually like it or not. But I think that kind of defining what you don't like is something that can actually help you get closer and closer to your goals because you're like, literally paving the way towards what you actually do want, even if even if that is not defined. Because also, like you said, like you wanted to travel, that was it. You know what I mean? You didn't want to do anything that society was telling you to do to travel, but you knew that you wanted to. So you kind of figured out a way. And, I, and A, I respect that. But B, I think that that's like a really hard like path to go on is like, okay, I know I want this, but I don't even know where to start, you know? And that's something that a lot of people struggle with is like, okay, I know that I want this, but I have nobody in my life that can help me get there. Like I'm the only one that can get there. And that's scary. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is scary. And I do understand that, you know, everyone's situation is different and everyone's used to different things. But when it's your life, you have to take reins over your own life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if I turn to my mom for approval for everything, my life would be different if I listened to what society expected or wanted or said or family or whatever it might be, my life would be different. And in their baby steps along the way, like you're not sure where to start. At 22 years old, when I booked that one-way ticket to Ireland, I had no idea what my life was going to look like. I did not know it was going to be what it became today, which I'm so grateful and happy for. But I'm also not surprised what 
where my life is now and what I've built and done because one, my personality is to go with the flow and trust my gut and do what I want to do and what makes me happy, not what anyone else says that is good or should do or shouldn't do, whether it's an industry or society or family. And I know that's not easy for everyone. You know, there's cultural expectations and some some people have. So it's everyone's path is different. But being able to take charge of your own life in some way, baby steps happen. And you never know what could where that could lead you. Yeah. There's a quote that's something along the lines of like, your life literally can change overnight. And it's not the sense of like somebody coming up to you and giving you a million dollars, but it's like when you decide to travel, you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to run into. You don't know what connections you're going to make. And like in this day, in this day and age, in this life, connections are everything. Networking is everything. Who you know is everything. And so finding those people and having those opportunities is like, that's what's life-changing is the stuff that you're not expecting. You know, not somebody coming up to you and giving you all this money. Sure, maybe that could happen, hopefully for all of us, but... It's more so about like the connections that you make, you know, but I would say from your personal experience, why have you found the journey to be more meaningful than the actual destination? So whether that's like an experience you've had in terms of physically of like traveling somewhere and you've had an amazing journey to that destination, or even just like metaphorically of like the overall life journey, it's like, I never really see people talking about the destination. I honestly don't think there's like a destination in terms of like success or anything like that. So why would you value, why do you value the journey more so? Yeah, I know you're spot on with that. And that, you know, when we talk about travel, it isn't about the destination either that people right. float about. It's the journey that got them there. It's the feeling that they had from, you know, all of that. And that's the power of travel. That's the whole journey of the challenges you face, decisions you make, the people you meet, all of that, it all contributes to the entire journey. But for me, it's the overall picture of the whole process. Like when I look back at me being 22 years old, just finishing college and doing all that stuff that I had to do, like it's the bigger picture is that every single thing you go through and experience has a purpose to it and teaches mm-hmm. you something, whether it's something that it was a tough time to learn that or something that it was super easy and fun to learn that. So, you know, having to work five jobs while in school to save money, you know, everything led me to where I am. I was able to save enough money to travel. Traveling inspired me to, you know, create what I have today. You know, I've learned to manage my money money when I was traveling and I learned to manage my money as a business owner. I've learned independence and being able to be financially free and creating that life for myself because I wanted to travel. And then now bootstrapping and funding my own businesses, you know, not everyone gets to say they get to, they do it all on their own. And it's just me and my personality where I've always been, you know, self-sufficient, but it's, I also learned to put my trust into others. Just like now I have a team that works for me. I put my trust into them. So everything along the whole journey shapes your life into what it's meant to be. And just like in life, we don't have a destination that we're trying to get to. There's not like a an end goal that we have in right. our life. It's the destination, the whole time, the journey, the whole way through, which 
every sector to look different, just like traveling everywhere we go. Everything we go through to get there is different, looks different, feels different. It's the same thing in life. So I've never focused on the destination itself. It's the whole journey and it's the feelings that I get from that entire journey along the way, just like when we travel. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I also think the the journey when you're physically traveling is very important, but it can also be like exhausting. It's almost like a metaphor for life. You know what I mean? Like the journey of of figuring out what you want and traveling and following society and then not and then going against what people are saying and so on. It gets tiring. Like it is, it is exactly like a 10 hour layover. You know what I mean? And you're like, I don't want to deal with this. This sucks, but at least I get, I have something to like look forward to. And I think that that is exactly what you're, what you're saying in terms of like following what you want to do and like, truly knowing your passion and going off of that. And you might not exactly know what to expect when you get there, but you know that it's there. You know that you can actually like accomplish those things. And that's like a very, very valuable thing to take away is like the journey is going to be hard. Like you can't sugarcoat it. You know what I mean? It's going to be hard, but it's also amazing. And the so-called destination of success and all of that stuff, you're just kind of working towards bettering yourself. You know, there's not necessarily a spot, at least I haven't found it of like, all right, I'm good now. I don't have to work anymore. I don't have to, you know, I'm not going to travel anymore. I've become successful. I think every time you reach a goal, you're almost like always looking for the next thing. And the same thing with traveling. Every time I go to a country, I'm like, all right, what countries are around here that I can go to, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really about... Goals should be more like mile markers. They yeah. you you reach them and then you're like, okay, what is next? And something that I heard from a mentor of mine one time when he was talking about like why you shouldn't set when you have goals, you shouldn't tie specific feelings to that goal mm. or or like you're projecting that you're gonna feel that way. So oftentimes people do that in their life. Like same thing with travel. Like when I get there. It's going to be so amazing. And I'm going to feel like this. What if it's not? What if it's not what you thought it is? What if it's not what you saw in the picture or what someone told you about? Because that happens all the time. You know, in in life, when you hit a certain goal, if I got featured in a certain publication or, you know, when I had my TEDx talk, like you would think you would feel a certain way. Well, this is my... I feel so successful when I'm standing on that stage, giving that TEDx talk and it's going to transform my life. But what if it doesn't? What if you don't have the feeling? Then you're leaving room for being let down and disappointment. And But instead, using that as a mile marker, like when this happens or if this happens or when I get there, what is next? Like always having that next plan and using them kind of like stepping stones versus like a goal because we don't know how we're going to feel during certain We don't know. And that's all part of the journey. Like all every single piece of that, every goal that you reach, every mile marker is all part of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to use that in my in my daily, daily living because it's hard to think like, I mean, it's easy to think, oh, I'm going to feel this way, especially with traveling. Of course, everyone is like, when I get to Bali, you know, I'm going to (laughs) be perfect. Life's going to be perfect. And then when it's not what you expect the exact opposite happens. Like you were kind of saying with like disappointment and and feelings that you didn't think could have ever existed because you had like such high expectations of the destination of, of or of where you're going. And I think it correlates 
directly with life goals and life mile markers and, and all of that stuff. So my last question for you now, which I ask all of my guests is advice from you. So you've been doing this for so long. You've traveled to so many different countries and have been doing it solo. So what would what advice would you give to someone who knows that they want to do something out of societal norms? Like they don't want to be a flight attendant. They don't want to do anything that has to do with a nine to five or working these specific jobs, but they don't really know what other options are out there. Kind of like what we were saying at the beginning of like, where do I even start? You know, so what advice would you give that person? Yeah, I would, I would say open your mind to discovering what I call do, do your research, Google, talk to people, see what, see what's out there, see what you come across. When you have a, a bigger picture of what's happening in a, in a space, in an industry, in a career, whatever it might be, you have clarity on what's there, then you can say, well, I like that, or I don't like that, or I wish there was something here. So that's where, how I started my travel coaching business was because I, I scanned what everything was happening. And I said, nah, none of that aligns with me. I'm going to see what else I can do. And then talking to people, getting inspired, get inspired through travel, there's people that come up with businesses because of something they experienced traveling. You know, uh, my friend who started, started Kind Traveler, you know, was inspired by the stray dogs she saw in uh, Belize, you know, and now her business she has now. So you never know. And it's all part of the journey. You would never know that that's going to inspire you. You would never know you would meet a certain people who, person who would inspire you to do whatever. So be open-minded and give yourself time and grace. You don't have to figure out your life, especially yeah. if you're in your 20s. You do not have to have your life figured out. I know that that's what your parents might want. Society tells you, social media says that it's so easy to make right. all this money nowadays. It's not. And if you allow all of these different pressures and people to to dictate how you feel and what your stress and your anxiety looks like, you are not going to be happy. Mm. So being able to put up boundaries for yourself, giving yourself time and grace. Like I said, I always said when I was 30, I would figure it out. I would sit down with a laptop and figure it out. In the meantime, in my 20s, I wanted to enjoy my travels. I wanted to do different jobs, learn different skills, find out what I liked, what I didn't like, find out that I didn't like to be told when I can go on a vacation or not. So mm-hmm. I knew that's not what I wanted in my, my in my life. You don't know unless you try things. You don't know how something makes you feel unless you experience it. So all of that can give you clarity. And also timing is everything. Look at that. We had never, we wouldn't have predicted that pandemic would have happened, which now catapulted really important topics like wellness, like like sustainability, diversity, there's remote work, you know, that you can do. So you never know. So stop trying to force a life to happen and just allow the life to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think that a lot of a lot of people that are listening are in their 20s. And I just posted about this the other day about how like everyone thinks that everybody else has it figured out when in reality, we're all just like figuring it out as we go, you know? So I think that's important to like, yeah, exactly what you said. Like, don't force it and don't compare yourself to others when it comes to like how your life should look. You know what I mean? Because that's just like a dangerous <laughs> that's a dangerous path to go down. Yeah. 
And I know it's not easy because of social media, because of TikTok, because of Instagram. And right. we see, but understand that, you, first of all, you don't know everyone's truth. Just because you see what someone posts online, you don't know what actually the truth is. Mm-hmm. And also money isn't everything. Just because someone is making a lot of money, I would go and if someone were to say at 22, would you go back? Would you rather do what you did and travel? Or would you have just won the lottery and and did whatever with your life Mm. that didn't involve traveling. No, the journey that I had led me to every single thing of who I am and the life I have. So money isn't everything too. And it's really easy to get caught up on because social media just tells us there's all these ways to make money and all this stuff and money, money, money. Money is money does not buy you happiness. Yeah. You have to figure out what happiness looks like to you. And that takes time. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw an interview on TikTok the other day of this guy. He was interviewing a millionaire or something. They were like on his private jet or whatever. And he asked him, he was like, was it worth it? And like, I was like, what? And he's like, well, you went through a divorce, you lost your kids or like whatever, things like that. But now we're sitting on your private jet about to go to the Maldives. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, was it worth it? And he's like, no. He's like, if I could go back and, you know, save my marriage and have custody of my children, whatever it was, whatever his situation was, he was like, I would get rid of all of this stuff in an instance. And I think videos like that is what needs to be pushed out more because sometimes money does ruin a lot of things as well, you know? So exactly what you say, money doesn't buy happiness. It can, it can help in certain ways, you know? I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying money is bad by any means, but I feel like, especially for people in their twenties, and 30, like when they're younger, it's so easy to feel like I need to make this much money because exactly. then my life will look like this. Yeah. But it's like, like we were talking about those, the, attaching those feelings. What if your life doesn't look like that? Right. What if other things happened that was a part of that process and you're not happy, but you have the money. So I, I like that you saw that video. I, I really wish that more millionaires and billionaires would talk about yeah. the reality of it, you know, and even these online influencers, I wish that they would be more honest. You know, it's so easy. We hear about certain people making brand deals for X amount of money. And it's like, wow, that's so great. I want, I want to do that. But like, what if they're still not happy? They put on a, a facade, but money, you know, it's, it's, that's where you have to put up boundaries for yourself yeah, in your life and, and what you consume and, and, and who you, you know, consume it from and stuff and really just figure out what kind of life you want to have. Like what, where do your values lie in your life? What matters to you and what doesn't matter to you? Because that looks different for everyone, but you know, life doesn't have to, you don't have to be a multimillionaire to have a happy life and travel can really teach you that too. There's yeah. places around this world where people are extremely happy and they have very, very little. Yeah. And that has something that taught me that those uh, places have taught me. Yeah. Which just brings us full circle to like the value of travel is like, it's like no other, you know what I mean? Like you're not going to find that value really in anything else. Well, thank you so much for being on. This was an amazing talk and I'm really glad that you gave all of your insights and everything. And I'll have all of your links and socials and all of that linked below. Perfect. Thank you, Sam, so much for having me. I had a good time. Of course. Of course.